This is unprecedented for us since COVID and I think even pre-COVID. So as I said, collections have been really strong. However, for the last couple of weeks, we are actually using more than we're collecting. And that's when we get into a really uncomfortable zone. And that's why we're talking with you today. Hello and welcome. I'm Lori Hardy. Thanks so much for listening in as we continue to talk with leaders in our community. Joining me today is Vicki Finson. She's the Executive Vice President of Blood Services with Blood Works, And they are in desperate need for your blood. Welcome, Vicki. So great to have you on the show. Bloodworks. We've done several interviews with Bill Harper. And what a story Bill has. Wow. I know, right? (laughs) I am so glad to have you as the executive vice president with us to tell us what's going on because we all know, well, two things, COVID and then with the fires, we know you donated blood to Oregon. So I'm going to let you just take it from here and tell us what's going on and what you need. Well, first and foremost, we want to thank the community who has repeatedly responded during the COVID pandemic and during the wildfires. Absolutely. Why why we're talking today is our inventory levels have been very strong over the last several months, uh, but we have experienced unusually high blood usage in our entire region over the last two weeks, and it's continuing into this week. Indeed, usage is over 20% higher than our normal levels of blood usage. Wow. And that's for red blood cells and platelets are almost as high as well. Wow. What do you attribute that to? Well, we've been scratching our heads too. You know, of course, like with anything, blood usage fluctuates. However, this was two weeks sustained and then this week is just as busy, if not busier. So what we're hearing is a lot of transplantation, uh, an increase in trauma, and I don't know exactly what all kinds of trauma, but I know I've heard motor vehicle accidents and other kinds of trauma, an increase in some GI bleeds, which we're using a lot of blood. But for blood usage to be up that much, uh, 15 to 20% for the last three weeks, and to be sustained like that, it has to be at many, many of our hospitals, right? If it was just Um, some singular events, it wouldn't be sustained like that. So certainly blood usage day-to-day fluctuates. We expect that. But this is um, unprecedented for us since COVID and I think even pre-COVID. So as I said, collections have been really strong. However, for the last couple of weeks, we are actually using more than we're collecting. And that's when we get into a really uncomfortable zone. And that's why we're talking with you today. Thanks again, Lori, for talking with us trying to encourage people who are eligible to donate to do so because we need their help right now. And who is eligible? Most people actually are eligible. So if you're not sure, go to our website and it will show, explain to you uh, what are some of the more common reasons why you can't donate. But truly, most people really are eligible. You have to be at least 16. There's no upper age limit. And in general, you just have to be feeling well, of course, no fever, no, no complaints that might make you uh, ill. And then there's a few other things. But again, going to the website is the best, best way. And if you're a donor who's donated before and maybe just some time has lapsed, you know you're eligible. Uh, so we would really ask you to think about making an appointment to donate. You do need to make an appointment. So one of the things that we changed in March when COVID became part of all of our lives mm-hmm. uh, was we went to appointment only. 
And we did that to protect everyone's safety. So by having appointments, we can ensure social distancing at all times. And we do, of course, also ask all donors to wear a mask. It's interesting because I know that because of COVID, you had to stop going everywhere and schools were shut down and that's where you go a lot. So a lot of times when you go to a building, someone that wouldn't normally give blood would say, oh, you're here, I'll do it. So I feel like encouraging people to come in and that, A, it's safe, which we have heard over and over how safe it is. How long do you have to wait between donations? So for a normal whole blood donation, which is what most people donate, it's 56 days. Unfortunately, most of our donors donate less than two times a year on average for whole blood. So if we could just get people who are already donors to donate more often, we, we would probably never have a blood shortage. Yeah, people can donate up to five times a year, but we often say, just donate three times. That would be great. And you're absolutely right. We've completely changed our business model over the last few months. So we have our freestanding sites, 12 of them, throughout our geography. Those have now have extended hours because they are, they are busy because people are not at work or at school or at other places. And then we have pop-up centers, um, places where we go for a month or two, and we're open certain days of the week. So if you go to our website, bloodworksnw.org, or just Google us, Bloodworks, uh, it will show you all the different donation sites and the hours, allow you to make an appointment. And again, we are appointment only. It will remind you to wear your mask and to come alone. We don't, we don't allow visitors either right now because of social distancing. And it will also allow you to do your donor history questionnaire online before you come. So the only constraint with that is you have to do it the same day you're coming to donate, but it decreases the amount of time you spend for your donation. So we've got all kinds of really wonderful things to help people save a life. That is so great. Now, what is a, what is the average time? Say I've done my thing, I come, I'm, I'm supposed to be there at two. And so I, I get there a little early. And then what is my, what does it look like for me time-wise? absolute maximum an hour, all said and done. And that includes time for some chocolate chip cookies at the end and some hydration. We always encourage donors to drink some water or we have fruit juices and V8 juice and all that kind of stuff for them. So the whole thing is, is an hour at most. And wow, how many things can you do in an hour that actually literally saves somebody else's life? It's amazing what you can do. It is. It is. And when we had Bill Harper on, it was really amazing because the reason he got into this work was because that's what saved his life. He hadn't really, that wasn't ever on his radar until he got cancer. And I think that people, especially now, are looking for ways to give back. And this doesn't cost you anything. It doesn't. You get something, right? You get this wonderful feeling. You're a hero and you get some great cookies. The number one reason that people don't donate blood when they're asked is because they said they were never asked. Well, we're asking you. We're asking you to give it a try. If it's not quite right for you, then go find somebody else, right? Pay it forward. Maybe you know you can't donate for a reason like you've had cancer, like Bill, you were talking about. Then ask somebody else. And encourage them, maybe drive them there or, or do something. It, it is something that I think people take for granted uh, until they need blood or someone in their family needs blood. And every day we are transfusing 
hundreds, if not thousands, of patients with life-saving blood, and it, it's only there for those patients because other people generously give, give that donation, take an hour in their day to do something that is not replaceable. Right. And an hour every other month isn't that hard. I, I think about two challenges here. One is, I love what you said, if you can't give blood, then find somebody else who will. Pass the word, say something, you know, share the word, because this is a really big deal right now. This is emergency. And then if you can, do it a little more often. Do it three yeah. times rather than two. Right, exactly. And most people do it once. So yeah, do it three. And if you're an O, O pause, O neg, we are especially short. We are almost at critical level mm. for our O, O's. And then that's because of the trauma. That's what the trauma is used when they don't have time to actually type the patient's blood. It's just so emergent. They need to transfuse right away. So they use O's because that can be given to anyone. And also because O is the most mm. common blood type, it's widely used. So we need everyone to think about donating, especially if you're an O, go to our website, make an appointment, wear your mask, and think about doing your questionnaire, which is called Quick Pass, on the day of donation on your computer or on your phone by going to our website. That'll save you some time. And uh, it, it also helps us with social distancing once you're at the site. And I do want to just say we've done a lot of safety measures. So social distancing, cleaning, of the beds and everything between every single donor. Of course, our staff uh, wear masks. Of course, our staff wear gloves during certain parts of the procedure. And then in the canteen area where you enjoy some snacks before you leave, that's all self-serve. We're only putting a few things out at a time. They're all completely individually wrapped, as they've always been, just to ensure that everyone's safety is first and foremost. And you had to pivot very quickly when all of this hit because most people were shutting down. You guys had to shut down, right? <laughs> we did. So about 60% of our blood is was collected on mobile blood drives, places where we would go for one day for maybe six hours. We would all go together in a van, unload our equipment, set up, or go in a bus and, and park it be there for six hours. And as you said earlier, people were already there. They were at their business, their school, their church, their civic organization, the whatever it was. So they go, hmm, I'll donate. We had to turn that off overnight. Wow. So we had to replace 60% of our collections and we did it. It's amazing. We expanded our center hours and because people were working remotely, it allowed people to go to those centers. It was more convenient. And then we started the pop-up. So we got a little bit of a reprieve because in March and April, as you know, hospitals weren't doing all of the elective procedures or procedures that could have been postponed. So blood usage went down for a couple months, which worked out really well for us because we could time it perfectly. And now I do believe that part of what the increase is still the backlog of patients. Right. So there were patients who couldn't get care or were afraid or reluctant to seek care. And when they came then later to get care, they were sicker. And we've heard from some of our trauma physicians. We've heard from our transplant physicians. We've heard from our cancer, heme oncology, leukemia physicians. But they are seeing sicker patients who require more transfusions and more therapy because of a delay in care. So my other message to people listening is 
you're not feeling quite right and you're, you're concerned, don't wait. Go see your doctor. They're yeah. taking all the best precautions to make sure to keep you safe. But delaying could be much, much more dangerous. That is um, really good so, to know. Yeah, and I think that is part of what we're seeing with an increase in blood transfusions. Interesting. Now, another thing that I thought of is take the whole family. If if you have people over 16, you're already together. You know, all if you all sign up and could get a slot consecutively, that would really help. And also, Absolutely. yeah. And then if you know somebody having surgery, just do it. It doesn't mean you designate it to them, but you do it in like in honor of them. Do it in honor of them. I've met many donors through my through my career who who've had loved ones who've been ill who continue to donate, um, and even may continue to donate even though that loved one has passed away. Do it in honor of your children who are healthy. Do it in honor of yourself who's healthy. I mean, absolutely. In our lifetime, it's highly likely that you or someone you know or someone in your family will need a blood transfusion, and that is how many people start. But the need is real. This is a great time to do it. And, and you said really astutely a minute ago, Lori, which is I think we're all looking for something positive right now that we can do, and the options seem a little bit limited. This is something you can do. It's safe, and it's really needed right now. I was thinking about when you guys donated the blood to Oregon for the firefighters. I did a blog on that because I was so touched, and, and the message was the Pacific Northwest is so generous that you were able to do that. And I just want to really reiterate that there is really a sense of community and a sense of giving. And I love it that even though you're at a critical stage, that you can say our people, our blood giving community is stepping up and doing what they need to do. And it's like I work with homeless women and I say, when you get well, you reach back and bring someone along. And so I feel like I want to say, if you're already giving blood, grab one friend. If everybody grabbed one friend and gave one more time, it might put you at least even if not ahead a little. It would. It would. And you're so right. The community has been amazing. And people have stepped up in other ways, too, allowing us to use their facilities for pop-ups. We have some amazing supporters who have uh, activated social media, paid for media themselves, donated giveaways and goodies for our donors, all sorts of amazing things from big things like you know, the Mariners and the Seahawks who, who sponsored us in Papa's. Matter of fact, we're back at T-Mobile Park right now to all the arts community that stepped up. And it's just incredible how people have rallied together to support this really great cause. I love that. And when you think about it, when you think about donations, I mean, blood is one of those things that we can't get it anywhere else. <laughs> no, we can't. And, you know, I've been in transfusion world for a long time, Lori, and I remember about, oh, 20 years ago, there was talk that they were, you know, we were so close to a manufactured replacement for blood. Well, we're no closer today than we were then. You know, blood is really amazing and complex, and there is just no replacement. And certainly there are many researchers and scientists trying to create to create artificial blood, if you were, but it's just not there. And we use have different components of the blood, so we take the blood and we separate it out into very specific components. Um, some of our donors come in and donate something called platelets. And so for people who are interested in that, if you come in and donate, 
and you want to learn more about some of the other kinds of donations, ask us. For example, platelet donors, they're there for longer because all they donate is platelets and they get their red blood cells and their plasma back and they can actually donate once a month. So we have a whole group of people throughout our area who do that routinely and platelets are primarily used for cancer leukemia patients, the most often transplant patients, but also for, for trauma patients. But, you know, people like we were talking about Bill, my coworker, who had a long extended battle with uh, leukemia, he received hundreds and hundreds of platelet donations during his bone marrow transplant. And that's very common for those patients. And literally they would die if those components were not there for them during their, their chemotherapy and their treatment. So you've been in this work for how many years? Oh, do you really want me to tell you? Over 30. Wow. Oh, my goodness. So what brought you to this work? Well, I'm, I'm a healthcare professional, and I stumbled into working in a blood center and just really had a passion for it. I've worked in a hospital, too, and I've been on the you know, worked in the laboratory that um, provided the blood to the patients that did all the testing. But I just really had a passion for blood centers. Um, and I think it's twofold. One, I've met so many amazing community members and blood donors throughout the years. I've worked with amazing coworkers who, whether it's snowing, raining, sunshining, pandemic, or anything in between, they are there to help other people. Um, and I also get to interact with our customers, our hospitals. So I get to see sort of full circle how this really works. And it, it inspires me every single day. I love that. And to think you've been in this work for decades, that you must really love it. I do. I do. And I, I especially enjoy working here in the Pacific Northwest. I just came here a little under two years ago and uh, joined the Bloodworks family. And I've never been happier and uh, I would really encourage you to donate again if you have donated with Bloodworks and, and give it a try if you haven't. Um, it, it is a very rewarding and I believe it's a fun experience too. Our staff are wonderful and uh, they will make you feel comfortable, at ease, safe, and also recognize that, that you're a hero, that you're a superstar, that you are doing something extremely special to help people that you don't even know. That's what's so amazing to me. I want to take a minute in case people are tuning in a little later. I want you to tell us again how to set up their appointment and how often they can give and just kind of run through everything again so we can do that last push of in case you're just jumping on, this is how you can go donate blood. Right. So in case you're just jumping on, the need is every day, but right now it's it's especially important because blood usage is up over 20% of normal. And it's been like that for two or three weeks. Actually, this is our third week. So we would ask you to go to Bloodworks website. Just Google us, Bloodworks. And it will take you to our website where you can see all the places you can donate blood. And we've got lots of them throughout the entire area, lots of different hours. You do need to make an appointment, and that's for good social distancing and safety. I think we're all getting used, to actually, to making appointments yeah. for everything we do these days, right? I you like it better. Yeah. I do, too. You don't have to wait. Mm -hmm. So make an appointment. Uh, you can donate, actually, every 56 days. So if you're a person who donates once a year and you've always felt comfortable doing once a year, challenge yourself. See if you can do it twice. 
uh, do it again during this holiday period. And as Lori said, you know, if you've got a friend or a family member who wants to donate, both of you make an appointment and come together. You'll have a great experience. We'll also ask you to rebook your next appointment. We're finding that that's really effective for folks. While you're there, you can just get your, get your phone out and look at your calendar and find a, a, a convenient time to come in and donate again. Of course, bring your mask but I know you will. Mm-hmm. And um, at the end, we'll share some refreshments with you, but you'll be in good, safe hands, and you'll know that you, you truly saved someone's life. I think that that's one of the most important things is people want to know it's safe. They don't want to take any risks. And just knowing that and seeing how quickly and efficiently you pivoted, even to the point of let's make your next appointment, just is so amazing because it's like our world turned upside down and all the nonprofits had to pivot for all of their fundraisers in the spring, but they had a little time. You didn't have any time. And I just think it's so amazing how you just adapted to whatever was new. And I love that you did the pop-ups at T-Mobile. Oh, I know what I was going to ask you. If they go there, do they have to pay for parking? No, parking is free. Most all of our mobiles have free parking. In some cases, we've actually, in places where there is a fee for parking, we've gotten a a sponsor to pay for the parking for our donors. Isn't that cool? So, you know, we were talking earlier about how the community has stepped up in so many different ways. All the details about where to go and all that are on the website, and the pop-ups have all the information phone number there to call if you ever really have a question as well. So again, go to bloodworks.org. And I am talking with Vicki Finson, Executive Vice President of Blood Services with Bloodworks. And we know Bloodworks is a great organization. They do a lot of great things in the community. I just heard something the other day. You guys were at Comcast Arena and you guys were giving back to other smaller nonprofits. And I just think it's amazing. It's like you pass on what you can, and then we pass on to you, and it just makes that circle. And so thank you for what you're doing, Vicki. Thank you for the dedication. And just tell your whole crew, thanks so much for the way they pivoted. And I, I'm sure everybody listening today is going to grab a friend and make an appointment and come see you. (laughs) That's great. And thank you so much for your support and for the time today. I truly appreciate it, Lori. It was was fun. You're welcome. Yes, it was. Um, I just really want people to be informed. I think that's the one thing that might keep them away. And you've done such a good job of explaining how safe it is and how efficient. And with appointments, I, I just think that that is going to make people feel a whole lot better. They're going to know it's going to be just them. They're not going to be bumping up against anybody else. And Mm -hmm. uh, any last words before I let you go? No, I think you did a great job. What an engaging, fun interview. Two challenges here. One is, I love what you said. If you can't give blood, then find somebody else who will. Pass the word, say something, you know, share the word, because this is a really big deal right now. This is emergency. And then if you can do it a little more often. Do it three times rather than two. If you're already giving blood, grab one friend. If everybody grabbed one friend and gave one more time, it might put you, you know, at least even if not ahead a little. We are talking with Vicki Finson, Executive Vice President of Blood Services with Bloodworks. I've met so many amazing community members and blood donors throughout the years. 
I've worked with amazing coworkers who, whether it's snowing, raining, sun shining, pandemic, or anything in between, they are there to help other people. And I also get to interact with our customers, our hospitals. So I get to see sort of full circle how this really works. How long do you have to wait between donations? So for a normal whole blood donation, which is what most people donate, it's 56 days. Unfortunately, most of our donors donate less than two times a year on average for whole blood. So if we could just get people who are already donors to donate more often, we, we would probably never have a blood shortage. Yeah, people can donate up to five times a year, but we often say, if you just donate three times, that would be great. And you're absolutely right. We've completely changed our business model over the last few months. So we have our freestanding sites, 12 of them, throughout our geography. Those have now have extended hours because they are, they are busy, because people are not at work or at school or at other places. And then we have pop-up centers, um, places where we go for a month or two, and we're open certain days of the week. So if you go to our website, bloodworksnw.org, or just Google us, Bloodworks, uh, it will show you all the different donation sites and the hours, allow you to make an appointment. And again, we are appointment only. It will remind you to wear your mask. Thank you for donating in the past, and thank you for donating in the future. I'm Lori Hardy. Thanks for listening today. We hope you've learned something new. Join us again next week as we continue to talk with people that are making a difference in our community.